0: When all the dead in Christ shall rise I'll have a new body Praise, Praise the Lord, I'll have a new, new life eternal soul in, in weakness Raised in power Ready to live in paradise I'll have a new body Praise, Praise the Lord, I'll have a new, new life, life I'll have a new home Glory, glory, glory. With the redeemed Never God stand, stand. there Sorrow, no, no more pain, there'll be no, no, more, strife. Strife. no more strife Yes, raising the likeness it of my likeness I'll be land. glad I'll have a new body Praise, Praise the Lord, I'll have a new life, life Eternal Free From every imperfection Youthful and happy I shall be I'll have a new body Praise, Praise the Lord Glorify with him forever. Death will be lost in victory. I'll have a new body. Praise, Praise the Lord. I'll have a new life. life. Oh, yes. I'll have a new home. Glory, glory. glory. With the Never said there'll be no more sorrow. No, no more pain. There'll, there'll be no more strife. Strife. no more strife. Yes, raising the likeness. I will I'll be glad i will been. Praise the Lord, I'll have a new life. life, eternal. One. A hallelujah morning when the last trump of God shall sound. I'll have a new body. Praise the Lord, I'll have a new New life. Eternal Praise All bursting saints are shouting heavenly beauty all around. Lord, I'll have, have a new life. life, oh yes, I'll have a new home, glory, glory, with a reading, no Never thought stand. Stand. Be no more sorrow, no no more pain. pain, there'll be no more strife, strife. No strife. yes, raising the likeness, of so its likeness, light. ready to live, I'll, I'll be glad. glad, I'll have a new body, praise, praise the Lord, I'll have a new life, life.
1: Evening, wherever you may be, welcome to the Passion for Christ show. So glad to have you, friend. I'm your host, Bruce Kessler, and I just want to let you know I'm part of the greatest movement ever, a follower of Jesus Christ. Because you see, in Him and Homeland, I found peace, joy, happiness, blessed beyond measure, more than I could ever deserve, friend. My goal here is to encourage you along the way to help you find your passion in life, in Jesus Christ. Upcoming in our study segment, we're going to divert a little bit today because Halloween is upon us and we got a special, special study for that. So stay tuned for that special study. But first, a few things along the way. And the first is, Headline news. Get this. You won't believe this, friend. Archaeologists believe they discovered one of the earliest churches in Israel in which Jesus gave Peter the keys to the kingdom of heaven. According to the University of Haifa, Dr. Adai Ehrlich announced that the newly found church was built in the 4th and 5th century. Christian builders used a former Roman pagan temple to create the church. We know this from human history around the world and also in Israel. For example, in the Temple Mount, when Christianity rose to power, they didn't look for a new site. They converted a the pagan site into a Christian site. Historians speculate that Christians built the church in the Benaiah's nature reserve in Israel's north because of Jesus' interactions with Peter in the area known as Caesarea Philippi. The scenic reserve attracts tourists for its unique geological beauty, which includes a cliff, a cave, springs, and waterfalls. The original temple dedicated to worshipping the Greek god Pan was Built in the 3rd century BC but became a bustle of Christian activity and uh, after the third and third and fourth century after the Christians repurposed it with an open-air style the temple also featured a small pool in the center small crosses lined the flooring of the church and archaeologists believe a statue of Pan was redesigned into a church apse. Another very interesting stone was found as well, which with etched crosses. Historians believe the etchings were similar to I was here graffiti inscribed by 6th and 7th century pilgrims. Well, get that, folks! Get that. Church discovered in region where Jesus called Peter the rock. Just amazing find, folks. An amazing find. But I get this. This is really, really sad. Rioters burned down a Vietnamese Baptist church in Philadelphia on the second night of unrest after a police shooting of an armed black man. A strong presence in the community, the church has helped immigrants with their paperwork and taxes as well as provide marriage counseling to anyone in need. Of chief concern to Pastor Philip Fam, after the church's burning, was a hard drive containing 15 years' worth of information about the church community center's clients. As soon as Fam received the call from police on Tuesday night, he prayed, God, please protect the hard drives. Other stuff can be recovered, but those files will never be recovered. Miraculously, the hard drive survived, while the rest of the building computers were incinerated. I saw the routers and modems and things surrounding the the hard drives all burned and melted, but that piece of hard drive, no harm, no harm at all, just two feet above that, all were melted and incinerated that is amazing how god knows our needs and answers our prayers he is an almighty god he granted our prayer family remains baffled about why protesters attacked his building they threw flammable chemicals on the roof and it just started to burn and it was a total loss thankfully no one was in the building at the time of the attack but Congregation members remain fearful. Famous spurred his friends to just trust God, just do right. Don't copy those who practice violence, but do what the Bible says and what God wants us to do. Love them and pray for them that they may know Christ, that the Holy Spirit may convict them, and that they may seek God. There you go, folks. Isn't that something? Vietnamese Baptist Church burned during Philadelphia protests. Folks, this is a crazy world in which we live. No more crazier than the next news report. Listen to this. This is unbelievable. Los Angeles County fined a Catholic church $1,000 this month after the congregation allowed, now get this, after the congregation allowed 11 individuals, that includes five women in prayer veils, to pray and worship inside the sanctuary on a Thursday in violation of the COVID-19 health restrictions. That's right, folks. Can you believe that? The citation against Lady of Angels Catholic Church in Arcadia, California, was issued Thursday the same day county inspectors say they conducted an investigation and witnessed approximately 11 parishioners exiting the church facility at roughly 8:45 a.m. and 8:55 a.m. out the back door of the facility into the parking lot some of them were breathlessly they said wearing prayer veils <laughs> The large sanctuary can seat around 500 people and holds mass each morning. Folks, pure, pure madness, pure madness. The perceived threat of COVID-19 has produced a despotic obsession among some governors. With controlling houses of worship, Jonah, the special counsel, said, Father Burfitt, and other religious believers deserve to be treated the same as Laker fans, thousands of whom gathered in Los Angeles following its NBA title clincher on October the 11th. Mm, folks, craziness, craziness. L.A. finds Church, $1,000 after 11 people pray in a 500-seat capacity sanctuary. Mm, 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 mm. Pure craziness. (laughs) We just have to pray, folks. And that's our headline news for this broadcast. And now, this day in church history. In 1503, on this day in church history, the election of Julian Rovere to be pope. He takes the name Julius II. In 1731, Catholic Archbishop Leopold von Firmian of Salzburg, Austria, issues an edict expelling all Lutherans from his territory. About 20,000 people have to leave. Many have nowhere to go and freeze to death in the coming winter. Folks, some of them. My, my uh, family and, and cousins are listening to the show. Uh, this here is these Lutherans that were expelled or a part of our forefathers from Salzburg, Austria. An amazing, an amazing thing. In 1816, on this day in church history, Robert Moffat sails for South Africa where he will establish a mission work. Mission leaders had been reluctant to send him, believing he was unqualified, though he will become a world-famed mission leader. In 1992, Pope John Paul II admits indirectly that the church erred 360 years earlier when it condemned Italian astronomer Galileo. And finally, on this day in church history, in 2010, Al Qaeda terrorists besieged Our Lady of Perpetual Help Church in Baghdad, masquerading most of the 120 worshipers inside, including folks, a three year old boy who pleaded with them to stop killing. Mm-mm-mm. And that's this day in church history. And now we have, folks, a little bit of fun with Name That Bible Character. Here is your clue. I shot Absalom through the heart with three darts. Who am I? Here is your clue one more time. I shot Absalom through the heart with three darts. Who am I? We reveal the answer to that tantalizing clue following our study segment. So stay tuned for that exciting reveal in our final segment of Name That Bible Character. And now we have a special study here. A study that I had done not too long ago on my daily show. It's a thriller of a study. So hang on for that. Get your cup of coffee and open up your Bibles, folks. Here is our study. Samuel chapter 28, 1 Samuel chapter 28. So turn your Bibles to 1 Samuel chapter 28. You know, Halloween is almost upon us now. Some people like to have a good scare now and then. There is a report that was out not too long ago that says one in four Americans believe they live in a haunted house. Do you believe that, friend? I remember as a teenager, on a dare, my friend and I went to see The Exorcist at a drive-in theater. I have to tell you, that's the worst idea I ever had ever made in my whole life. (laughs) And I made some doozies, but that one was the king of the doozies right there. That night I expected my bed to shake or some unseen evil force lurking in the shadows. Waiting for the right moment to possess me. Now we all have a little bit of fun about being thrilled or scared in movies, and or maybe reading novels by Edgar Allan Poe or contemporary writers such as uh, Stephen King or Dean Koontz. But the Bible has something to say about mediums. And what is a medium? Well, a medium is a necromancer, one who invokes the dead sorcerers, witchcraft. They all are spoken about in the Bible, but probably not in the way in which you think. Leviticus chapter 19 verse 31 puts it this way. Do not turn to mediums or seek out spiritists, for you will be defiled by them. God doesn't say that these types of individuals don't exist. They do. But he says that we will be defiled by them. I am the Lord your God. And uh, a few of these are on the list. In Revelation chapter 21 verse 8. That will not make it to heaven. But There is one case in the Bible. Where a medium actually conjured up a dead spirit. Now before you get too excited. There was a specific reason. Why God allowed this to occur. In fact. Contrary to popular movies and TV series that show mediums in a positive light, this particular seance, or conjuring, resulted not in comfort, but in terror. Not hope, but desperation and defeat. And this is the case that is found back in 1 Samuel chapter 28. And the place was in a Canaanite village called Endor. Endorah was one of the Canaanite villages that the Israelites were unable to drive out in their pursuit to conquer the land. Seems that inability to drive folks out came back to haunt the children of Israel and specifically Saul. Saul was of course Israel's first king but his wanton disobedience Led to the prophet Samuel confirming that God had rejected him as king. What did he do that was so bad? Well, he failed to obey God's commandment to completely annihilate the Amalekites. And because of that, he would choose David instead. But now we find that Samuel had died. And the Philistines are gathering together for a confrontation With Israel. In verse 5. It says that when Saul saw the Philistine army. He was afraid. Terror filled his heart. Friend that's what happens. Whenever you reject and constantly reject God. And when God rejects you. Verse 6. It says that Saul inquired of the Lord. But the Lord did not answer him by dreams. Or Urim. Or prophets. So now Saul stands alone. Frightened. Desperate. Folks, you see, desperation and stepping out from under God's umbrella and protection leads to serious consequences. And it presents and leaves a kind of loneliness and desperation. In Saul's case, it was a direct result of sin. Unrepentant sin opens ourselves To satanic forces. You and I need to take our walk with God seriously. And deal with every sin problem. But we find Saul here in 1 Samuel chapter 28 and verse 7. He decides to seek out a medium of Endor. He wanted answers even if it meant from a source other than God. But you know what? The truth of the matter is, it wasn't that Saul did not know the consequences of his actions. In fact, in verse 3, it tells us that in preparation for the funeral of Samuel, Saul had expelled the mediums and spiritists from the land. Except this particular medium. And so, undercover, Saul goes and meets this medium. She recognizes that he was an Israelite and that all mediums and spiritists were to be put to death. Yet, friend, desperate measures were now necessary, and he promises that no harm would befall her. Another example of being disobedient to God. Amazingly, though, what happens? Well, the spirit of Samuel comes forward. Saul explains his dire situation and the fact that God won't speak to him. And I want you to listen to the response from Samuel. And Samuel said in verse 16, Why do you consult me now that the Lord has departed from you and become your enemy? The Lord has done what He predicted through me. The Lord has torn the kingdom out of your hands and given it to one of your neighbors, to David. Because, in verse 18, you did not obey the Lord or carry out His fierce wrath against Amalekites, the Lord has done this to you today. Today. The Lord will deliver both Israel and you into the hands of the Philistines. And tomorrow you and your sons will be with me. The Lord will also give the army of Israel into the hands of the Philistines. These were not the words Saul was hoping to hear. And I'm just wondering, what was he really expecting? In fact, in verse 20 it says, Immediately Saul fell full length. On the ground. Filled with fear. Because of Samuel's words. His strength was gone. For he had eaten nothing. All that day. And all that night. In the end as noted. In 1 Samuel chapter 23. Saul. Would end. His own life. From a king chosen by God. To a desperate lonely man. Separated. By sin. From the amazing love and grace of God. You see looking in all the wrong places for answers. That only God can give through scripture is a deadly decision. Obedience. Is always the best way. But God really is searching for your heart. The heart is what God is really answering. Forget everything else. You give him your heart and everything will be right. And everything will get right. You see, Saul was searching for answers in the occult. And what did he find, friend? In this conjuring and in indoor, he found no help, no comfort. No peace, only the certainty that his sin had separated him from God. Only the certainty that God would keep his judgment and that he will keep his promise. You know, the scriptures give this woman, this medium, no name, only that she was a medium. And what a fantastic and supernatural event. God using this occasion to demonstrate the terrible result of disobedience and sin. To warn us that Satan operates in nameless ways, presenting himself sometimes as an angel of light, appealing, promising to reveal what God has hidden from you. And finally, this was all to demonstrate the truth can only be found in the Almighty God. Friend, I pray that you aren't searching for answers in other sources and in other ways. I pray that you have given your heart over to the Almighty Jesus Christ. And his father. That you have given your heart over. And life over. To the savior and king of kings. And lord of lords. He will strengthen you. He will guide you. He and he alone. Has all the answers. That you're searching. For. Well, I tell you what, what an, uh, an incredible set of events there in First Samuel chapter 28. Ooh, I don't know about you, that makes me want to cling even closer to Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior, and His powerful and precious words, because that, in our faith in Him, will we find victory over this world. Amen, folks. Amen. Amen. Mm. Mm-mm-mm. And now we have the conclusion to name that Bible character. Here was your clue. I shot Absalom through the heart with three darts. Who am I? Joab. Second Samuel chapter 18, verse 14. Then said Joab, I may not tarry thus with thee. And he took three darts in his hand and thrust them through the heart of Absalom while he was yet alive in the midst of the tree. I shot Absalom through the heart with three darts. Who am I? Joab. In name that Bible character. Well, friend, you too and become part of the greatest movement of the follower of Jesus Christ by submitting to Jesus in repentance and being obedient to his call to be baptized and you will be forgiven of all your sins, blessed beyond measure, more than you could ever deserve, friend. My goal here has been very simple, that is to encourage you along the way to help you find your passion and life in Jesus Christ. Visit our website, normanchurch.com normanchurch.com well friend I just want to just tell you this what a privilege it's been for you to walk along my side through this show may God bless you
0: this I know this I know there's a time to reap and a time to sow Good deeds planted every day will grow and grow. Baba told me so. Baba told me so. Yes, I know. There's a time to plant and a time to cry, a time to live and a time to die. I know. Baba told me so. Baba told me so. Oh, the good Lord watches over everyone, morning, noon, and night. He made them loom and he sent his son so our future would be bright. There's a time to reap and a time to sow, a time to pray when the evening lights are low. Bob told me so, Bob told me so yes, I know. This I know There's a time to work and a time to play To scatter flowers on the way wherever you go And oh, Baba told me so oh, when Baba told me so This I know There's a time to win and a time to lose A time when everybody gets the blues I know oh, Baba told me so oh, Baba told me so Oh, the good Lord watches over everyone Morning, noon, and night He made the moon and he sent his sun So our future would be bright There's a time to reap and a time to sow A time to pray when the evening lights are low The Baba told me so The Baba told me so This I know This I know There's a time to reap and a time to sow A time to pray when the evening lights are low Mama told me so. Mama oh, oh, oh. told me so. She- <laughs>